Hi, I'm Teresa Duncan. And I'm Kevin Henry. Welcome to Chew On This. We are excited to bring you our views of current topics in the dental industry and put a little different spin on them, giving you something to chew on. If you need to jump off, be sure to check the show notes for links as well as how to get in touch with us. And now let's give you something to chew on. And we are back with another edition of Chew on This. Kayvon, my co-host, what's up? You know, I'm not as musical as you, but I'm just as delighted to be here. I'm just telling you that. <laughs> well, I have to keep you awake because we are taking a long plane ride, are we not, right. over, what do they call it, over the pond. We're going across the pond to the UK today because we've got some crazy stories. Oh, but first, Kevin. Yes. First. Tell me. I met a fan of the podcast, Nikki. Shout out to Nikki. And uh, she said that we're funny. I like that. Nikki, it's... thank you for being you. Uh, just yes. saying. Absolutely. I mean, it is the little things in life that make me happy. So uh, I, I actually was like, oh. and and then I thought, oh, I got to tell Kevin. Put a shout out on there. So uh, we want to make sure we do that. And now off to the UK. I'm a little worried because she says we're funny, and now we're going to have some stories on here that are kind of sad trombone sounds. Oh, you know what? Yeah, them. Nikki, maybe you should turn this one off because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting a little serious on this one. I mean, we we'll are. make it funny towards the end. You know what? Endure until we get to, I don't even know if I should tease it, until oh. we get to hashtag turkey teeth. Ooh, hashtag that's all you need to know. Teeth. Okay. We're going to bring it home then. All right. Right. Get, yeah, so hang in start there. Start us off. Start us off in the UK, my friend. All right, so the UK is kind of not doing well when it comes to uh, children and their oral health care. So there was a survey uh, done recently, and of course, we will link everything in the show notes. Uh, basically, four out of five UK teachers have given toothbrushes and toothpaste to the students, and they are very concerned with the health care situation. Uh, but basically, here's another thing. 41% said they have observed kids being socially excluded because of poor oral hygiene. How heartbreaking is that? It starts at a young age. I mean, not only the shaming for, you know, how your appearance is, sadly, mm-hmm. but also, you know, some of the issues that you face throughout your entire life. If you don't get a handle on them at a young age, uh, I know several friends of mine who did not go to the dentist whenever they were young kids and, and eventually paid the price because of that. It's heartbreaking. So, I've got some more stats for you. None of the, they don't get better. So uh, three quarters um, have said that lack of access to toothpaste and toothbrushes have led to children having discolored teeth. Half said they knew children with noticeable tooth decay. And just under a third had witnessed children in actual dental pain or suffering from halitosis. You know, the halitosis part just kind of made me giggle because, I mean, every kid that has milk in the morning is going to have milk breath by the time they yeah. get to school. So that's, to me, that's halitosis. We all know about the milk breath. But active dental pain and seeing it is is not good. 38% of the teachers reported feeling helpless about their kids' health in general. Man, can you imagine you're a teacher trying to, like, get these kids on the right path and teach them and... In the back of your mind, you're going, this is hopeless. This is, that's terrible. It is because we know, at least here in the U.S., teachers do not make a very big salary at all. And so to spend their own money on that, I think that's sad. But I, I would love to know, why don't these kids have access? Is it that the parents can't afford it? Is it the parents don't think it's important? 
yeah. you know, I mean, th- that'd be one thing I'd really be interested in because again, a lot of the kids, if it's passed down from the parents that the dentist is scary and only is there to hurt you and things like that, you know, it, it certainly can have a domino effect. Oh, sure. I mean, it could be what, like you just said, socio and economic. So it's definitely a socioeconomic issue. Uh, you have here, they, they did cite that in the UK, inflation is above 10%. And the International Monetary Fund is actually has warned that Britain was expected to be the only large industrialized country to face a shrinking economy this year. You know, so everybody's feeling the pinch. I mean, here we're feeling the pinch. But the listen to this, Kevin. The Royal College of Pediatrics and Child Health. I just love that they have things like Royal Colleges. I mean, yes. that's kind of impressive. Okay, so the Royal College recently warned, and there's another link that I'll put in there, that toothbrushes were becoming a luxury item for some families and that the state of children's dental health was a national disgrace. So the luxury item is really why they they were talking about this, uh, why this survey came about, because it looks like these teachers are handing out toothpaste and toothbrushes, instead of handing out pencils and, you know, erasers and lunchbox and notebooks, they're handing out basic items to take care of yourself. I, that's This is a different set of school boxes that you get when you yeah. come in. <laughs> well, it, and one thing that I've heard, and, and I can't quote the exact study, but dental pain uh, distracts so many children from learning. So obviously you've got to take care of that pain in order for them to actually be focused in the classroom and learn something. So man, what a tough position for those teachers because they're trying to get them to learn, but they can't learn until they're out of pain and nobody's doing anything about that first step. Just some background on the way their health system works because they have the National Health Service over there and dental is included in that. However, it's very different over there because the private practices, you know, there are private practices that don't participate with the national system. So a little bit sort of like a Medicaid, I guess, system, but it is known for being really bad at reimbursement, but it's also known for having so little dentist participating that the wait list is for real months to get in. Like you actually make an appointment. You can't just call and say, get added in. Like you, you have to register and get an appointment. And so the statistics, which is the only good thing about that is that we have serious numbers because they're tracking that. 79% of practices in England are not accepting new child National Health Service patients. 91% of practices do not take on adult National Health Service patients. Wow. Um, so there's that's a big population that is not able to get any dental care in any of the practices. And so that is why tooth decay in in the UK is the most common reason for hospital admissions. You know, we've known, I mean, look at Diamante Driver, that name I'll never forget. That's the little boy in Maryland had the tooth infection, went up to his brain. And unfortunately, you know, they did not work out well. So uh, it is really sad. It's a cost of living crisis is what they described it as. Um, the British Dental Association's upset at the government. The government's upset at the, the British Dental Association, you know, because they won't accept the low fees. It's the same push and pull that we see here, but it's magnified because that really is the only dental system that they've got. They have private care, but it's not insurance driven like it is here. It is very interesting that that whole way of, of doing business there. But the kids, Kevin, and then 
what happens so socioeconomically, then what happens as they age, they turn into adults, like you said, that don't take care of their teeth. And you had a, a really sobering article on this. Yeah, I did. And one thing, let me just back up for just saying, because one thing sure. I remember reading so much during COVID lockdowns was how the in Great Britain, the dental appointments just backed up completely. So even those that did accept new patients suddenly were flooded with people who were in pain from COVID. And once the dental practices opened back up, it was something that those went like Taylor Swift tickets, trying to get an appointment to, to uh, actually get in. So I think uh, that that's uh, something as well that you've seen those dominoes fall to where we are today there in Great Britain. And, and again, it's, it's a horrific thing. But you're exactly right, because ultimately the, the kids grow into adults. The adults have kids. It's a vicious cycle. But those adults often will try to find a way to get out of dental pain or will try to find a way to have a better life with better oral health. And that's what happened to a gentleman that we'll talk about here in our next story. Clive Worthington was his name. And again, we'll link to this in the show notes. Clive Worthington went to Hungary, flew to Hungary in order to have uh, some dental work done because he did not feel like that it was something he could afford in Great Britain. Unfortunately, that was 14 years ago. And in the span of those 14 years since, uh, and, and I'm going to quote the, the article here, botched dental work happened. Uh, Mr. Worthington suffered from a misaligned bite. He had trouble chewing and swallowing, uh, following failed treatment to give him dental implants and a fitted denture. Uh, he also had repeated gum infections, constant gum pain, headaches, and a deviated jaw. And the pain was so much that he tried to get dentists in the UK to help him. Nobody could help him. Uh, he eventually tried to sue uh, these dentists, but none of the money ever showed up because of a loophole. Uh, it said 117,000 uh, pounds that he was owed, but none of the money ever showed up. And so he eventually took his own life. Uh, at 81 years old because he was not only in pain, but also knew it wasn't going to get any better. Everything that he tried, he kept hitting brick walls. And, and so it's it's really, it's a horrific story, uh, absolutely. And of course, now his daughter is trying to pursue justice for what happened to her father and everything else. But it's also, to me, a very cautionary tale of not only, you know, make sure when you're going overseas for what could be inexpensive dental treatment on the surface, what is that really going to lead to? What kind of reviews can you believe? What kind of trust can you have? So it's not only a warning sign for that, but it's also a warning sign for if something happens whenever you get back, can somebody locally help you? Because you probably won't be able to go back over to where you originally had the dental work done and have that, that dentist actually take responsibility for anything that went wrong. Interestingly, in the U.S., I know a lot of doctors wouldn't touch it because of the liability attached. Yep. I don't know if the UK, there's, I mean, I know they're litigious, but we are uber litigious over here, right? So yep. I don't know if that same liability attaches, I don't know their legal system over there. Let's just pretend we're both doctors. Like somebody comes in with a botched surgery, I don't know if I necessarily want to touch it because I don't know what materials were used and then there's all sorts of liability. And, and what the courts here have shown is that even if you have someone sign a waiver that says, you know, I understand this and doctors trying to do the best they can. If something goes wrong, you're still going to get hit with a shotgun lawsuit where, you know, they just they sue everyone to see who, you know, which domino is going to fall. It, I don't know if that's the same in the UK. Yeah, I, I don't either. And, and I think, you know, one interesting 
point of the story, um, and again, you can read through the link, was that whenever the gentleman flew to Hungary, he went to a place called Perfect Profiles, and that's where the issues first started. He found a Perfect Profiles practice in Great Britain and actually went, and they tried to fix the issues and then eventually realized they couldn't and basically get... This is the part that broke my heart. They gave him a dental tool and told him to take it to another dental professional. Oh, my gosh. So it was just basically one of those, you're out of luck. And that was in 2015. So obviously now we're in 2023. Think about those seven, eight years where he knew it was just pretty much hopeless. This is when you get alcoholism. This is when you get pain reliever, painkiller medications where they get addicted. I mean, when you're in constant pain like that. And tooth pain is no joke. Holy no, cow. absolutely. You can't even focus. To be like that in this constant state is awful. I mean, to be honest, I'm surprised he lived with all of that infection going on. I mean, as an elderly person, your immune system's already a little off, right? So this is heartbreaking. It, it is. And I, and I truly wonder if there was something that just the hope that it would get better is what drove him and you know the trouble swallowing the trouble chewing the trouble with infections everything that went on and there was just some point where he was like it's not going to get better and that's whenever hope is lost you know i I Uh, think that we've got to understand and and you know you and i have both heard about people going to other countries because uh they can't afford the treatment here in the united states and and i will tell you i've i've heard good things uh there have been some that have happened just fine and there are others that you read a tale like this and you're just like, there is no way the lower cost would ever be worth that price. I mean, listen, I talked to some dentists last time I lectured in El Paso. I believe you're going to El Paso this year. Is I am correct? in May. Yes. It's a great crew. Great, great crowd down there. Um, I remember talking to a dentist and he said they know who across the border is a good, solid dentist. And if they see people that came to get work there, they're like, OK, well, they went because it's cheaper. It's fine. The work is good. But they know the clinics when a patient says they went to this clinic and they're having pain, they already know what they're up against. They already know it's going to be a disaster. If any of you have sat in any of my dental classes recently, uh, coding classes, I show a picture. It was taken from a south of the border patient that came up. A hygienist was working on it and she sent it to me. And it's a it's a mess. The, the tooth is, is being held in with drywall um, nails. And the there's actually flakes in the gums, and those flakes are lead poisoning. It's lead poisoning wow. from wow. the screws. And so that's, she was like, it's unbelievable. And, and then to get more technical, what had happened was they removed that, and the, the patient developed osteonecrosis, which is awful because that's when the bone just, it takes forever for the bone to heal, if anything. People get jaw reconstructions from osteonecrosis. The bone dies, basically. Um, it's a wow. very, very hard regimen of drugs and surgeries to fix that. They're always in, like, I'm sure when you go overseas, there's going to be good dentists and bad dentists. The U.S. doesn't have a market on good quality, you know, providers. But I think you got to do your due diligence over there, you know, and, and that sort of leads into the next one if you're ready to pivot. Pivot, because this one, when you were telling me about it before we went on, uh, I tell you, my mouth dropped, honestly. You know, I'm, I am very proud of the work that we do here at Chew on this. We try to be as investigative as we can. This is actual true investigative journalism, Kevin. I don't know if the, the audience understands just the magnitude of what we do. I mean, I, I wish that we had the Dateline theme going in the background or something. Oh, 
I really Let me do. see if I can yeah. add that in, in post-production. Because that okay, would be, so, yeah. <laughs> so the reason we bring up the, you know, the travel tourism is because there are influencers out there that are paid to push travel tourism, especially in Europe, because honestly, like for us to go to Europe for travel tourism, kind of hard. But for somebody in England or somebody in Ireland or France to go over to Turkey or to, oh gosh, what's the other one? Croatia that I'm Croatia. thinking of? yes. For them to go see care in these states, it's not, or countries, it's not that. It's not going to kill them like it kills us to go on this long flight and all this stuff. So there's a big influencer market to pay people to say, hey, come over here and, you know, get your whole eye surgery done, your liposuction done, all this kind of stuff. So uh, Love Island is a is a TV reality show. Kevin, are you familiar with Love Island? I actually am, man. I, know <laughs> I you. knew you were. Of course were. I am. Come on. You know I love those shows. Yes. <laughs> are you familiar with Luca Bish or Jack Fincham? They are they are stars of this show. And and you know, the teeth look great. They're you know, good looking guys. Uh yeah. you know. Looked at it a little bit. They're good looking guys. You um, know, <laughs> it's part of your investigative journalism. Why wouldn't yeah, you? I, I had to check out their Instagrams and see what they were all about. So I can confirm that they are influencers, among other things. So they actually have visited Turkey for dental work, and they were part of this influencer movement that started, you know, hashtagging, you know, dental tourism and all sorts of other stuff. And unfortunately, there there emerged a new hashtag called hashtag turkey teeth. Now, oh, yeah. yeah. So turkey teeth makes me think, oh, wow, turkeys have teeth. Let me see these suckers. Like I'm thinking like gobble, gobble turkey. Absolutely. Because <laughs> why wouldn't you? And uh, apparently not. Apparently it's when you go to turkey and uh, you, your teeth, are, it's terrible. It's just bad. So I will say that this is in, uh, we're recording this um, right now as they are uh, doing a whole bunch of recovery in Syria and Turkey from the uh the earthquake there, I think the last count was like 35,000, which yeah, is it's unbelievable. So, you know, we don't want to be disrespectful. We didn't, you know, we just want to share the story. So we're not going to make any jokes on anything like that. And, you know, Godspeed to everybody there who's working so hard to get things back to normal. Absolutely. The thing is these influencers here, and, and they say they're influencers. So that's another thing, Kevin. Like if you say you're an influencer, are you are you an influencer? You know, if you have to tell people you're an influencer, are you an influencer? I, I think I'm, it's a question worth asking. You know, and, and I'm using the air quotes here, like the lasers. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, and if anybody has not seen Austin Powers, any of the movies there, you must, uh, because that's totally, yeah. if you like our humor, you're going to like their humor. So that, there's that. Okay. So <laughs> let me get, let me uh, get that plug in there. So uh, Kelly Tushingham. I just, let's just stop and admire that last name. I, God bless. Yes. <laughs> so Kelly Tushingham and her partner Jade from the town of, oh, this is great, Chester, Cheshire. Chester, comma, Cheshire. Can you imagine this? So where are you from? Chester, Cheshire. Like you would just tongue tie that, right? <laughs> <laughs> say, say that a couple times fast, Kevin. I dare you. You know, I, I have trouble saying Denver sometimes. So I, I, I'm just telling you. <laughs> okay, so they plan to combine, and this is in September of 2022, so this is fresh. Their Instagrams are going to be fresh with these stories. Boom. They they plan to combine a beach holiday with an overhaul of their smiles after being lured by cheaper dental prices. You know, and who hasn't been teased by cheaper oh, dental prices, Every right? time. Every time. So the beauty of this story is that it comes with pictures. 
So you don't even really have to read the story. I mean, it might be better, honestly. Just go ahead and flip through their Instagrams and you will see turkey teeth. So they, the both of them, you know, it's a couple's, it's a couple's uh, dental trip. So, you know, if you and Dana ever wanted to get dental work done somewhere, you really should try to get a bargain because that's what happened here. Two for and one. I like it. Two for Well, I don't know if it was two for one, but it was ooh, wow. lots. Okay. So uh, they went, they had nice pain-free teeth before the procedure. Okay. I'll so that's one, one caption. So the procedure involved shaving down their teeth before fitting the new set of veneers over on top of them. Okay, so that's veneers. We're in the dental industry. We understand that, how that goes. They had x-rays taken, and then they were given doses of anesthetic. Now, this so this is the same day. Same day they do this. A lot um, going on. Yeah, so the dentist filed down their teeth, which caused them both instant pain. So they're sitting around in instant pain for five hours, five yep. hours in the clinic's reception area, not even in an operatory. They got to sit out there in the chairs with their shark teeth, as they call them. They call them shark teeth. And then the dentist fitted them with temporary veneers. Okay. Then five days later, they had to wait before they got their permanent smiles, and they had stubs that left them in agony. So the stubs are all over social media. It's actually truly terrifying. (laughs) It's truly, they were unable to eat or drink, and it ruined their lives. Okay. So then they got, so it was about 4,200 pounds to do this, which is roughly about 4,800 US dollars, okay, for both sets of permanent veneers. Now, Kevin, that's a bargain. That actually is. Yeah. I can see why they went there. Seriously. Yeah. So, okay. So they're still in severe pain after their veneers were fitted and they got videos and pictures of all of this. So if anybody wants to really, if you're clinical and it doesn't upset you to see this stuff, you really need to look through because it's kind of, it's wild to see how they did it. Uh, let me see here. The the temporary veneers were so bad that they were like horse teeth, and so they ended up like taking them out at some point. Then they were called back to have their crowns fitted, the veneers fitted, and it said it was like and this is in quotes being in a bloodbath. It was like a bloodbath. Whoa! So the, yeah, so they had them fitted. Let me see here. I, the pictures are just amazing. Um, all the food at the hotel looked beautiful, they said, but we couldn't eat any of it. They survived on mashed potatoes and soup. Even drinking was difficult. Uh, looking back, they would have 100% not done it. And to be honest, what I'm looking at is like, uh, I don't think it was even that great, to be honest. I mean, I, I'm sure they don't want to hear that, but they both had all right teeth beforehand. Their bottom set, she said, was a little, to her bottom set was a little crooked, but neither of us really needed doing it. They just did it because they saw that people were getting it done. And it costs around 20,000 pounds per person to have the procedure done in the UK. And so that's a huge, huge thing. Let me see here. They both were just sent away with naproxen, which is just anti-inflammatory and medicated mouthwash. Like, it looks to me like they needed, like, I don't know, just like to be knocked out, to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on there. I'm just telling you. Okay, so let me let me continue here because, oh, my goodness. Now, I asked to be numb during the process. There was blood everywhere. I asked to be numb, and the dentist was quite, and this is the word, narky. Okay. I, I don't know if that's snarky. They just left off the S. I don't know. But narky <laughs> seems to be a British term. They both ended up having numbing, and they were just sick of us because some people just sit there and have it done, but they had different pain thresholds. So you've got two people feeding off each other that are in pain. 
I bet that was a fun day at the office. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. So they're still in severe pain, and they don't know what to do. Uh, let me see here. They couldn't even have a cup of tea, tea because their teeth are sensitive. And that, I mean, that's like a death sentence for Britons, right? Like they, that's true. They need to have their tea. And uh, they couldn't sleep at night because they needed the pain woke them up. That's bad. That's bad when the pain wakes you up. Okay, yeah. so now here we go. Despite trying to get help back in the U.K., the girls cannot find help. No dentist in the U.K. would even touch them. There it is. That's that's the quote. We're almost four months into this now. One of our friends is six months post-surgery, and she also is still in pain. So there's lots of people that they know that went to go do this, and uh, they're not recommending it. And so they, they are, they're making going public with the story to say, stop doing that. And they were lured by hashtag turkey teeth. And now they're using the hashtag turkey teeth to show why dental tourism is bad. And in fact, Kevin, during our amazing investigative process, we went to Instagram and followed turkey teeth hashtag. And uh, it's bad. It's I was going to say, there will be there are some pictures on there. There's no doubt. It's pictures and stories that, that make you wonder, you know, these influencers from Love Island, and hopefully they won't give Love Island a bad name because goodness knows we don't need that. <laughs> I would but, hate it to affect your, your viewing uh, habits. Well, I, you know, I'll just have to switch over to Too Hot to Handle or something. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the, the, pro- the problem is that obviously the role of influencers, I think, is a very interesting thing because obviously it has skyrocketed. Uh, in recent years. And again, how much do you trust the influencer? You know, because uh, obviously that's why they started down this journey that has been so painful. Yeah. And and so I, yeah. I think that, you know, we had words of caution for our last one. I think that's a word of caution for this one as well is, you know, because Instagram makes everybody's life look amazing. You know, they do. Except, yes. You, yeah. You, you know, <laughs> so. Yes. So that that's always the thing. And, and my daughter is 25 and I have this talk all the time about the reality of social media versus the reality of reality and and the, how there's a big difference between the two. So let me let me bring that into play because it's so funny. Um, I was talking with the, the lady who does my nails and, and I shouldn't even say who does my nails. She's actually been a friend. I've been seeing her for 10 years. We were just just chatting and talking, and she goes, "Tell me where I can go to get cheap veneers." And I was like, oh. "Oh, okay." And this is before like we, you know, we had even talked you and I about the story. And I said, "You know what? It's really weird. I've been doing some reading, and all of a sudden on Facebook, and I and let me tell tell me if this happens to you. On Facebook, I started getting a ton of ads for Pop On Veneers. It's a company oh, yeah. called Pop On Veneers. Are you seeing it too? Yep." Absolutely. So we actually, I said, you know, because her, her sister wants to get her straight smile, but she doesn't want to bleach her teeth. And the only option is veneers. And veneers is like, you know, you better just bleach your teeth, right? So she was asking, is there anything like, remember Snap-on Smile back in the day? People I had Snap-on remember Smile. remember it well. Yep. Yeah. So this doctor now has decided, this, his name is Dr. T, and he actually sells Snap-on Smile or um, Pop-on Veneers. And they can last for years, he says. As long as you don't sleep with them in and that you take care of them. And I think this is a direct result of the materials and people printing and all that. The materials are so much better now than it used to be. And so Pop-On Veneers, I think, is probably going to be one of those companies that you're going to hear about in the dental office. And it's about 600 I think they no, like four or $500 for both upper and lower sets. Hmm. Wow. And I mean, for somebody who's like, if I never traveled and I'm just sitting at home, would I invest in pop-on veneers? Probably. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. 
And I'm sure, you know, again, if you're taking them out at night, you know, all these things. Now, I'll admit I haven't done my investigative journalism to pop on. But obviously, you're going to have to take care of the teeth that you've got uh, to make sure that, you know, to have them on. You know, I think back to all the diamond grills and everything we've heard about and all the decay that happens behind those. Yeah. Maybe I'll just go with a grill. You know, instead of veneers, maybe maybe that's just the best way is the diamond encrusted smile. I mean, honestly, that way you have you leave something behind for the next you know generation, right? You pass on the wealth. <laughs> Julia, don't worry about your inheritance. I'm taking care right of it here. every day. Yeah, see, as long as you can see, get in touch with me, you're set. <laughs> I can see the horror of her mid fifties dad walking in with a diamond grill. That would be fantastic. Actually, that would be amazing. You'd be such a hit at the nursing oh. homes at the retirement centers. I mean, these women that are, you know, oh. look, they're single. They're already on the make. You walk in there rocking diamond grills like Kevin. You're going to be like your pimp you. hand will be strong. Get the naked easy. Never forget that. Okay. I'm just telling you. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, so we are going to uh, wrap up things in Britain because, I don't know, it makes me long for the good old U.S., right? We spent a lot of time in the U.K. today, and, and it was it, it was not happy-go-lucky stories. So, Nikki, I'm I sorry. Know. We tried. Uh, I know. Well, hopefully she laughed a little bit at the turkey teeth part. So. <laughs> I hope so. Um, it, but that I, is a great hashtag to follow, seriously. Well, and if you didn't laugh at that, go back and listen to the Knockers episode, because that was, that was comedy. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good time with that. All right. Uh, any last words of wisdom? Any any influencer knowledge you would like to drop on our audience? You know, I am such an influencer. I mean, gosh, <laughs> no, no. I, I, but I, I do think that it's we've we've provided some good words of warning today because I know one of the things that always happens anytime that people start looking at how they can improve their looks is always about the smile, and in a very cost conscious society, uh, really think about the cost of doing something before you actually do it. Yep, because it's not Same. just the cost of the day. Like you said, it's uh, what if things go wrong? And, and again, just sidebar real quick. I think that mm. it is something that dental practices, you know, these stories that we've talked about today, I think these are conversation stories with your patients. I absolutely do because I can tell you if Teresa and I found these stories, I guarantee you some of your patients can find them just as easily. It's and so true. May, maybe it is one of those Hey, did you see dot, 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 and really start that conversation? I mean, we only see our patients, what, every six months, every three months maybe, and all that goodwill does a little bit of reinforcing about how what a jo- good job we do. But the daily stories of bad teeth, all these bad stories, like that's a more regular reinforcing of the stereotypes that we have to fight against right. all the time. So yeah. it, it is an uphill battle, but you know what? We've got... Um, we're going to win it because people are always going to need to get their teeth taken care of. We just, I guess we need to do a, a really much, a much better job of it. And UK, gosh knows what's going to have to happen there. This is not a new situation for them. They have had issues for years. It's truth. So, yes. well, hopefully we don't have any more sad stories from the UK, but there will always be salacious stories that we will find for you, right? Amen. That is our, that is our quest here at you on this. We'll bring you something to... Have a little fun with and and a little salaciousness on the side for you, too. Absolutely. So, dear listeners, we appreciate that you get down as salacious with us. We'll talk to you on the next episode. And that's a wrap for this episode of Chew on This. We hope you laughed and learned a little. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. And don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. 
Feel free to drop us a comment on social media or by email if you have any suggestions for future topics. We'll be back in about two weeks. See you then.